1: G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Break Evens brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. Uh, we had the great Morts in here the other day having a bit of a deep dive with us. We did a bit of Supercoach, we spoke a bit of Blue Wealth Property. He, uh, he did overs for us, didn't he, do me
2: you did, mate. We spoke with
1: a Franklin Pelle and
2: that'll be the last we speak of Franklin Pelle. We spoke with to Jacob Preston and a little bit bullish about him. So good man, learn learn even more. So
1: They've got uh, many uh, seminars and educational things coming up at Blue Wealth Property. So if you want to have a look at those, they are in the description. Uh, there's a couple for Sydney, a couple for Queensland coming up. So we'll put all of those in the description. If you have any questions about Blue Wealth Property, reach out to uh, myself or Timmy.
2: Yeah, we'll be getting out to one of them at one stage this season, at least one, to be fair.
1: Yep. Very much so. I, uh, yeah, Jesus, busy few weeks, bro.
2: Fuck it, duck. Jesus Christ. Between these bloke regional tours going out to whoop whoop. Armadale last weekend had an absolute ball. Three more to go.
1: Three more to go. And then I, I've got a minor event after that that I also have to deal with. Oh, so yeah, it's that one, mate. Yeah, just just a sneaky little wedding. So it, it, it's, it's a big <laughs> few weeks. Uh, Wagga Wagga this Friday, we're <laughs> going to be at the Riverina Hotel, 6 p.m. Uh, Armadale was fantastic. How good were the people?
2: Absolute legends, mate.
1: Oh. Yeah.
2: Die hard Raiders fan out there, just chatting to him all night and couldn't have been happier.
1: I thought uh, uh, the Skull had turned his allegiances from the Dragons to the Raiders. just would <laughs> yeah, He loved it. What a man. We also had our shout-out to the boys. I know that Nathan was one of them. He got his paws on our beers and break-evens mm. hat. Uh, the boys actually came up to us at the start of the night, talked a bit of Supercoach, and I didn't twig. I completely forgot about it. Had the hat in the car. And then after about 14 blokes, he came up to me later and said, I, uh, I mentioned Supercoach to you earlier. <laughs> so I went out to the car park with him, gave him the hats. They absolutely loved it. So we will have more beers and break-evens hats there this week. Mm. So first people to come up to us from the Wagga region, talk about Supercoach, get your paws on some of these, because there's only one other way to get your hands on them. We'll talk about that in a minute because uh, we've got some exciting announcements. We
2: will, mate. Not the only thing the boys loved, was it?
1: Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. Fuck it, duck. <laughs> it was a bit going around. All right. Um, let's have a look at our results from the weekend, mate. How did you go? Uh,
2: funny one. No, not real well score-wise. 10.43, so sitting in 39,000th. Uh, really happy with my side. And I won't go into it too deep at the moment because I'll be doing a deep dive into... Uh, early season sort of analysis very shortly, but uh, I think I mentioned to you a few weeks ago on the show that I don't think I've started above sort of top twenty thousand the first round or two since I was a, a wee lad. Uh, round one last year, I was eighty thousandth after round one. Back I thought in, that was overs too. Yeah, me too. yeah So I'm definitely overs in thirty nine k. It's a it's a great start. Around after round two in twenty twenty, when I finished second, I was coming thirteen thousand. So mm. uh, early season rank. Not irrelevant to me. Of course, I'd want to have scored $1,200 and fired out of the... $1,200. 1,200 points and fired out of the blocks. But, mate, really happy with my team. Really happy with the, the minutes of players, the roles of players, all barring Luke Garner, who played 50, and Franklin Pelé, who, despite their lack of middles, played, what, eight minutes or so and, and seemingly got dragged. So I couldn't understand that one. So outside of those two, really happy with my side.
1: Yeah, mate, as you said, uh, rank right now, it isn't irrelevant, but kind of is kind of don't care Uh, I'm sitting 25k slightly ahead of you 1080 but uh, yeah as we said a few times doesn't mean anything put it
2: it this way I I would I'd prefer be 39k and have two sort of semi question marks over my side than be sitting in 2k and have four or five things that have gone, or his minutes weren't quite here, or this didn't happen, or this didn't yep. happen, so it's uh, not, not all doom and gloom, mate.
1: And if you do feel bad about your rank, uh, go and have a look at the team that won it overall this week, and you'll feel fucking sensational, minus $1,000. Exactly
2: right, mate. They had five non-playing reserves in their team, so when we, I think this probably ties into uh, my long-term strategy, and playing the long game, not the short game, and... Uh, I think it's, it's evidence of that. And I like to think that our, the Beers and Breakevens Unlimited group have hopefully been h- half listening, and that also ties into the long game theory.
1: Yeah, and, you know, speaking of the Beers and break Evens group, I had a look and thought, you know, there's you know more than 10,000 people in there. I wonder how many of the top 100 we've got. We've only got, f- what is it, f- six people, seven people from the top 100 that are in our group. And I first of all I looked at it and went, oh, fuck. But then I thought, you know what, that's exactly where we should be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked with
2: that. Isn't it funny? You sort of sit there and go, to, it obviously sounds like oh, I'm making excuses for the, the beers and break, Evans Faithful, but honestly, I was, I was almost happy with it. It's going, all right, all that pre-season advice that you need a strong 25-man squad, you can easily start the season and stack your top 17 and have these non-playing reserves and start and go well early on, but you're going to fall off the perch very quickly. So hopefully, that's the reason behind it, mate. Yeah, and if
1: we get to round 21 and we've still got seven of the top 100 in there, we am going to ask some... Uh have a deep look in the mirror, I think, We're and ask some questions. Yeah, yeah show show uh, Now, on the Beers and Break Evans group, if you haven't joined it already, uh, there is the code up here, there, somewhere it's here, somewhere you'll be able to see it. Uh, the code is 353745, so make sure you join. And uh, shout out to Levi. He, he managed to top our group this week, 1,312. Should we announce these prizes? Weekly yeah. prizes or what? Yeah. So, so, They've
2: for, the for a while. This
1: is unreal. I'm very, very excited about this. So uh, weekly prizes, if you top the group, you will receive a beers and break-evens hat. Uh, it's the only possible way to get one of these is either to top the week or be really drunk in Wagga this weekend. So I'll let you make it. I don't know which one's easier.
2: Yeah, I, I can do the ladder, mate. They're, they're, they're exclusive, hard, hard to get your hands. I've tried to get one off you and you've said, mate, win the group or, or nothing? Nothing, yeah.
1: Mm. I'll back it. So you'll be getting a hat and a little special for you guys. We've got about 30-odd of these made up. So beers and break-evens brought to you by Steeden, the retro footy. Nothing better than a, than a retro footy, You're right, Timmy?
2: Mate, I'd love to take some credit for this and share it, but this is some of your, some of your best work, mate, between the, the hats and the footies. I've G'd up for a while that if you're not winning the five 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 and a half K, that's about as good as it gets to me, a retro steed and footy with the beers and breakevens logo. They are unreal.
1: And this is the only way you will get this is by winning a week or by winning overall. So pretty special stuff there. So uh, Levi, who coaches the Reed and Marnie, Reid Marnie Handsome. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> he has won it this week. So, Levi, mate, if you can please send us an email, uh, beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. Every single winner this week, you will need to every single winner throughout the season. Uh, you'll have to send us an email on there with a screenshot of your team, proof that it is your side, uh, and then I will get it all organized and get your prizes mailed out to you. But onus is on you guys. You need to email us. We've got no way of really... Chasing you guys up unless you email us. So, email address is down here, I hope. Uh, And you guys make sure you send us an email so we can get it sorted. Uh, And email us this week. We don't really want to be chasing up round one prizes in round eight, nine, ten. So, get on top of it. It's an unreal prize. Make sure you email us this week, Levi, and congratulations, mate. Uh, Now, speaking of prizes, the footballs, the hats, they're unreal uh blue wealth property obviously our major sponsor tony came in here the other day he's putting up five thousand dollars well five thousand five hundred if you're an nrl club member for the overall winner of beers and break evens our group and uh mate we've got a we 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 were sitting having breakfast on saturday in armadale and uh we got up we went to leave and we looked at where the car was parked and it was out the front of a trophy shop we sort of looked at each other and went this could be perfect for us
2: Trophy shop side by side with a sports shop, and you country. not <laughs> do I was just, eating, um, this could, I'd just eaten a BE roll, had a coffee, it couldn't have got any better.
1: It was unreal. We went in there, shop <laughs> was great. It had all retro rugby league stuff, it was unreal. We lost plenty of time in there.
2: Had the Newcastle Knights Henny Penny retro <sighs> jersey. I was like, oh, what more for a store? One mate.
1: of the all time greats. greats. Want, yeah. And for, mate, I, it also had some unbelievable Queensland memorabilia, which I obviously couldn't get into myself, but fuck those old Maroons jerseys are sick. Yeah. No, they were mad. no comment. I can't say no comment. Anybody, yeah, man. fair, fair, fair. Uh, but anyway, there was a big wall of trophies, and we were having a look at them. And we essentially said to the old bloke, "We want the dribbliest fucking thing you can get us. <laughs> we want the most ridiculous trophy we can possibly get." He goes, "What do you do?" And we explained to him what fantasy football was. And I don't think he knew or cared. Which was completely <laughs> fair <laughs> on both didn't fronts. Care. <laughs> no, uh, and we said, "Oh, look, Tim's from the great town of Kuma. His team is the Cooma Stallions, and it always has been. And, uh, mate, I think we found the perfect trophy, didn't we?
2: Just quietly. Used to be the Wallagoot Wingnuts way back when, so I think Stallions maybe been about five years. Mate, the winner of the Beards and break- Breakevens group, not only are they playing for 5.5K, hats, footies, all sorts of things, they'll also be given the inaugural Stallion. <laughs> How bloody good is that?
1: The Cooma Stallion. Have a look at it. How good is that? So we thought... There was a couple of uh, trophies there that we were looking at, but we just thought something a little bit unique for you guys, the Kuma Stallion. And next year, we'll get a new one. So this will be the only one like this. And next year, there'll be a new one. I'm super stoked with yeah, that, mate. A
2: noble steed indeed as well, mate. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you didn't want... I know the a prize has gone to about 10K with the addition of the Stallion. So. I think
1: well and truly. Yeah. I'd love to know what the market value of the Stallion is. Oh, now, no. we also decided uh, that me and Timmy... We obviously love each other dearly, as you can see on social media every week, but (laughs) we are very competitive with each other. So we decided, you know what, we need a trophy as well. And I know what you're all going to think. Your trophy is better than ours. Correct. Mm -hmm. Our trophy is better. It's fucking unreal, our trophy. Uh, Once again, we said to him, mate, we want the most exorbitant thing you can possibly find us in your trophy store that's over the top. And, mate, I think the trophy we found, it's got a lot of character, doesn't it?
2: It does. It's been through the ring. I'd love to know the stories behind the Hallowed Cup.
1: So here we are. Me and me and Timmy will be playing for the Beers and Breakevens Championship this year. Uh, we've got it engraved there. I've got my one from last year. Did you, you remember that I won last year? Just a, just a draft guy taking on one of the classic experts, one of the big dogs. You even got your head on your fucking supercoach team. And here's, here's little Garino coming in, just having a red hot crack, punching so far above his weight it's not even funny, and gets it done. How good, mate! I, Walt Disney, reach out, mate, make a movie. I'm ready.
2: Unfortunately, Guru, results or results. and uh, look, just I'm a little bit, I'm back in my shell a little bit after after the Dolphins to the Roosters last week. So I'm just, I don't know how much shade I can throw this week.
1: And I was sitting there uh, watching Thursday night footy with the trophy next to me, going, "How good's this? I'm gonna have this thing sitting in front of me all year. This is gonna be great." Then Harry Grant scored his try and Golden Point. <laughs> and I went. <laughs> That motherfucker, Tim, I'm going to have to hand this over in week one. This sucks. And thankfully, Teddy didn't get off the bus. So uh, yeah. I get to keep it for week one. What we're going to do is uh, I'll keep it in front of me this week. And then whoever tops the round, uh, they get to swap and change it each week. So if you manage to beat me this week, good luck. Uh, you can then have have it on your side, mate. So between the stallion, the big trophy, hats, and footballs, where else would you rather be? There's
2: a bit going on.
1: Yeah. If only we had two better-looking blokes, it'd just be know. fucking unreal. It'd be the perfect podcast. Tell me about it. Anyway, can't win them all, but it would be good to win a few more of them. <laughs> so yeah. It uh, would be
2: good to not be out, 30 Be great overall. But here we are.
1: <laughs> here we are. So yeah, Levi, if you're watching, which I assume you are and I hope you are. I mean, you won our group, so you must be listening to our <laughs> advice. Uh reach out, mate beers and Break at gmail.com. All right. Round one uh, in the books, done and dusted. We had round two, teamless drop. And uh, as per with round two, you don't see a stack of changes. Uh, there are a, a couple of minor things which we'll touch on, but we probably won't be as big a topic. Uh, and then we're going to go through a stats deep dive from the great Timmy Williams. T. Williams, not Tony Williams, Similar, similar footballers. A different guy, right? Similar size frames. T-Rex. Yeah. It might stick actually. I don't (laughs) mind that. Uh, And then we're also just going to talk about, I've got a heap of questions from you guys that were sent in this week and we'll go through a lot of them, but I reckon 70% of them are answered in the same way Mm. when it comes to round one. So we'll have a little talk about that as well because I think for a number of people, there are panic stations out here. Someone in this room fell into a bit of panic stations as well. Uh, So we'll get to that very, very soon. But... Thursday, uh, we've got the Panthers taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs from Penrith at 8pm for the Penny Panthers. Uh, Eisenhuth, he comes onto the bench. Had a really good game in reserve grade last week. Scotty Sorensen out. Um, that's actually going to hurt Penrith a little bit. I think they're really going to miss Scotty Sorensen coming off the pine.
2: Yeah, mate. He's been so effective for them for a couple of seasons now. Uh, Super coach-wise, I mean, first and foremost, Eisenhuth on the bench. I mean, it's all eyes on Luke Garner, isn't it, at the moment? It certainly is for my side. Uh, now, Hosking named 18th man in cup at the moment. Good news, we saw Jamin Salmon come on and play 30-odd minutes to take away from Luke Garner and his 50. Garner, someone on the chopping block for me this week, I don't know. I, I really do want to give him another week. But even if I do decide to give him another week, he's a hard playing 17s off 50 minutes last week. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, Eisenhoof coming on as a middle, Sorensen is injected into the game as a middle, but can spend time in the edge. So I feel slightly better about that, especially if there is an injury out wide and Jamin Salmon uh, has to... I mean, he's so versatile, that's why he's in the team. If, if there was to be an injury or a HA or whatever and he slid into the back line, it would mean
1: 80 minutes for Luke Garner. Um, yeah, just on a name you mentioned there, Zach Hosking. He's obviously been named in jersey eighteen here. Uh, he wasn't named in reserve grade last week. Mm. This week he has been on the left edge, so it's a big spot to watch. And they play on Thursday as well before first grade, so um, it's interesting At to see.
2: At least we'll know there's no late Hosking coming in. That's
1: yeah, that's handy. But puts pressure on Garner. Yeah, because for me, I think they're putting Zach Hosking there to show him what he can do. Yeah make a decision there. So uh, an interesting little watch there. Uh, It should also be noted with the Panthers reserve grade side. uh, They've moved Maverick Guy to the front row from the back row. So they're giving Zach Hosking every opportunity to play on that edge to show what he can now, do. You do
2: more analysis of New South Wales Cup team list than the actual NRL
1: team. Timmy, list. I've been telling you for years, my friend, this is what it takes, my friend. This is uh, what it takes to make people think you're at the top. <laughs> 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 all right, let's have a look at the <laughs> South Sydney Rabbitohs side. Uh, Latrell Mitchell has been named, which is great for all you Latrell owners. Uh, Saluka Fafita in the front row. Uh, I love this for Moali. I don't think Sluka Fafita's got huge minutes in him. Uh, I really like the makeup of this side forward, David Moali. And if you, and we'll talk about it soon, but if you had Franklin Pelle and you didn't have Moali, this is probably the only trade I could understand people mm. making this week.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot that really stand out. Now, important to note, Moali did yeah. start last week. So every chance he starts again this week. But as you said, Saluka Fafita. Not exactly, or we don't think he's a big minute player. He hasn't been in the past early on in his career. So I think good minutes for Mo Ali. It helps the, the case of, of Shaq Mitchell as well, who played good game time yesterday. The one thing I'll say about Bunny's forwards, and I don't want to jump too far into any questions that might crop up later on, but just be a little bit cautious because Tatala lasted one minute last round. Jai lasted 22 minutes. Arrow started the game off the bench with Cheekham on the edge because they were already anticipating for Arrow to, to play as a middle because they were so light on, with Sele out, with Avili out. Mm. So minutes were skewed. So that's why I'm reluctant to go jumping on Moali or Shaq too early because what are their true minutes? We, I don't think we really know at this stage.
1: Yeah, I but, agree.
2: But I, 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 at the same time, you're right. I think a Pelé to Moali trade, I understand that, trying to get ahead of the pack for next week.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the only one I could really understand. As you said, always looking at New South Wales Cup stats. I thought it was and teamless. I thought it was interesting. Tane Milne, he's obviously available this week. He's on the extended bench. Um, I think filled me with a little bit of confidence when it comes to Isaac Thompson. Tane Milne's actually playing center in New South Wales Cup this week. So you would think that if he was potentially gonna come back in on the wing like he was last year, I'd play him out there.
2: As long as he plays center.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah, information but, but, yeah, so the information we have so far, it, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I was hoping you were yeah. going to say he'd been named in the back row or something. Um, that's what I was
1: hoping for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, not not the perfect scenario, but not the worst either. In saying that, I think it's Richie Kenner that's on his outside who played right centre for a lot of mm. last year, so it could quite easily change.
2: Yeah, we could. We'll get to a more of a deep dive on Thompson later on, but he, a few Greg Marju vibes. He could be, he's got super superstar in him, like, 300k cash, good scoring, or it could be out of the team next week. Yep. So I'm just like, just perform for me, mate. And this Penneth matchup this week without all those bunnies, middles, terrifies me, but there's something good in, in Thompson as a super coach player, so we'll see.
1: And Mate, uh, he did a special for you on the weekend. That was our Blue Wealth player bet. I think he got 39. I had Will, no. I, who did I have? I had Will Warbrick and you had Isaac Thompson, I think, from memory.
2: I don't even remember.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it was. Anyway, you won. You definitely won, so. I was due a win. Fucking tell me about it. Yeah, I was happy for you. A little bit of charity there. It was nice. Um, (laughs) All right, let's move to the Friday night games. The Parramatta Eels taking on the Cronulla Sharks from Combank Stadium. Timmy, I love games in round two with two teams that lost in round one. These are always the best.
2: Especially high-quality teams. Yep. Because not only are they going to be fired up and feeling a bit of pressure after the round one losses, but... Should be of high quality. I mean, we saw the Parramatta game. in we, <sighs> Parramatta were disappointing last week, but, you know, very tough opposition in Melbourne. The Sharkies, they had glimpses as well. They're, there's so much class about these teams. It should be a belter.
1: Yeah, and you, as you said, you love games where true competition heavyweights lose week one, take each other on week two. Parramatta Sharks, um, Newcastle Tigers. We're, we're, we've got a few of them this week, don't we? We do. Yeah. Good round of footy incoming. Oh, I thought I'd get more out of you for that. I'm obviously in to talk Supercates. Oh, that's fine.
2: Okay. <laughs> Anywho. I'll save the footy talk for The tomorrow. one-man show continues.
1: <laughs> Parramatta Sharks, Combank, Parramatta, uh, Sean Russell, he comes in. Bailey Simonson is on the extended, though. I've had a few messages about Sean Russell. I, I mean, if you don't have him already, wait two weeks regardless. Um, but I think he could lose his spot very quickly, realistically. Mm,
2: yeah, 366K there. Like, they've shown in the past... I know Russell had an injury last season and he started the season well, but that they like Bailey Simpson. They want him out there. He's done a job. He's played in the grand final for them. So I think, yeah, said, uh, particularly with Parramatta's tough draw, yep. just wait.
1: For the Sharkies, uh, nothing that really has a huge impact on us. Obviously, Wade Graham, he leaves the side, which it does give us a bit of uh, insurance on the great Teague Wilton, which is fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Your boy, Williams, drops out and Connor Tracy and Royce Hunt come in. Anything else touch on the Sharkies, mate? Uh, not really, but
2: it's great news for Teague Wilton. We mm. we know that like last week it looked as though he would be that eighty minute player anyway, but the four forward bench was a concern, namely with Wade Gray in there, who yep. you know as we said, we expect him to be injected in the middle, but there was every chance that he spent a bit of time on the edge for Teague last week. He didn't. He's now barred for three weeks, so I think it's four now. Four yeah, four right. He challenged
1: it and missed and out. Really? Yeah, which I, I I haven't had this confirmed, but I've been told that he challenged it because if he got it downgraded, there was a chance he might make it to 300 games. But because he hasn't, he might not now this year, which is devastating. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't done the numbers myself. I've just been told that. So do your own research. But uh, it does sort of make sense, I guess. Yeah. And that perspective.
2: I mean, from a purely Supercoach look and not Wade Graham's glittering career, uh, great news for Teague Wilton.
1: Yeah. Um, I will just say on Teague Wilton, though, I think it is – I'm you know, unfortunately, from a super coach point of view, I'm glad that it has played out this way. Uh, because to be honest with you, I didn't think defensively that edge was I thought it was pretty bang average to be and honest with you.
2: Connor Tracy comes in as the utility. Yeah. Three forward bench, Royce Hunt coming back from injury,
1: so great news for team. Great news and yeah, I think that him and uh him and Siffer have a have a little bit to sort out over the next few weeks, but they've got every opportunity yeah, to Graham, now
2: Wade Graham, 277 game, two seventy seven games, so Oh, yeah. I mean, look, chances of him going through the whole season anyway without missing another game or two, but uh, it's a bit disappointing if he does fall one short anyway. Yeah. Sharks might make the grand final.
1: Fingers crossed. I think they're every chance yeah. to. Um, okay, Broncos, Cowboys, 8 p.m. Court. big brother versus little brother. I'll let you fight it out between yourselves to work out who's who. Uh, Broncos, Richie Walsh comes in. Cobbo's on the wing for the Cows. Nothing notable. Um, anything you want to touch on with this game or do we?
2: Yeah, I mean, the Cows line up. Every week, recently, you know, back in the last year, early this season, it's just that one to seventeen, isn't yep. it? Um, so nothing touching there. Broncos. Kenny had a look at Reese Walsh, particularly Kenny had a look at Reese Walsh because Brisbane turned up last week, and you know, maybe we're seeing that top four side of last year rather than the bed shit end of season Broncos side. So Reece Walsh is a really interesting one. Very
1: interesting. Yeah, yeah, We're, we've both always been big fans of Reese Walsh. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on. All right, Super Saturday. i uh, got the Roosters taking on the Warriors. 3pm from Allianz for the Chooks. Joe Manu returns, which is great to see. Uh, mate, this Matt Lodge injury, it's going to really hurt the Chooks, isn't it?
2: Matt Lodge injury, Victor Radley named, but a uh, six-day turnaround. Pretty nasty looking concussion there. A bit of a history. You'd think he'd have to be in a fair bit of doubt. So, really light on for middles, the the Roosters. I'm big watch on a few blokes there a few potential cheapies Mm. and whatnot because they're just light them and the bunnies for middles at the moment just through injuries so could be some super coach opportunities terrell may is one that's been floated about a little bit he only got a handful of minutes but scored really well on the weekend Uh, again possibly minutes were inflated but they've got to go around somewhere so
1: and as you said obviously lose lodge (coughs) potentially losing radley i would argue those two probably the two best forwards with hands Mm. in their team as well so it's a, a Probably their two most aggressive guys along with their best sort of ball playing forwards. Yep. It's going to really sting and, them.
2: And that's it. So, uh, and when we're talking, uh, Franklin Pele is such a key trade out target for everyone this week. That's fine. I just don't really know who to go to. And I only own, I said Moali, but you look at potential replacements in Shuck Mitchell, uh, potentially Terrell May, a lot of blokes I just want to have a look at. So he'll be another one of them.
1: Mate, I'll tell you what gave me a lot of pleasure <laughs> under New Zealand, just riding Unchanged. Stability, this is <laughs> yeah. what we want. This is unreal. Now, there are a lot of Warriors that we'll talk about a little bit later, so we'll leave them for now. But, uh, yeah, great to see some stability over there with the New Zealanders, albeit two rounds, but quite often you get to round two and it's changes all over the place for the Warriors. So, good to yeah, see beautiful. With, with the depth they've got. Uh, I will just mention, and we, we spoke about it pre-show for people, just to keep in consideration, uh, Just Tavanga, named in the New South Wales Cup this week, playing 13.
2: Are we talking about now or are we talking about it later?
1: We'll save it for later. I just wanted to point that out yeah. to people and make sure I didn't forget about it. Um, all right. <coughs> 5.30 p.m. Wow. The Dolphins taking on the Raiders. We almost had a little Biff pre-show here about this game. I'm taking the Dolphins. Timmy's taking the Raiders. 5.30 p.m. KO Stadium. Uh, I think it's fair to say we both underestimated the Dolphins. I think it's fair to say that I think there's, there is going to be a bit of an up period the first few weeks. And that's what what worries me about this game. Spoke about it pre-show. When do you think we might see a little bit of a drop-off? Because they can't stay sky high forever. That's the reality of it. People might get upset by that, but it's reality. They're going to eventually level out a little bit, whether it's injuries, whether it's just the week-to-week grind. When do you sort of see it playing out? Yeah,
2: we're, well, it's Wednesday morning. We're two and a half days into the week and I'm up to my third Dolphins apology during the <laughs> podcast. So I've got the halfback. He's
1: making an appearance at SeaWorld this <laughs> afternoon too. <Yeah.
2: laughs> the halfback punting <laughs> podcast tomorrow. I've got some big apologies <laughs> to make on that one as well, that my punting reflected. Uh, look, I, I, they're outstanding, the, the, the Dolphins on the weekend and full credit to them and the whole organisation for, get, for getting up for that game. I do. I still obviously have question marks around the squad. They exceed expectations by a mile. I think the hype will wear off. You cannot play to that intensity each and every week, and I'm not convinced by the roster. That being said, as you said, first game at Redcliffe this week. Them boys are going to be riding so high after that one. Uh, unfortunately, my old Raiders get them this week. I do think there was probably a bit of complacency in the Roosters' outfit which the raiders having seen what the dolphins are capable of won't have that complacency anymore which is good because we hopefully won't be ambushed like they were so i think the dolphins will again be up for this one uh I, like i'm tipping the raiders in it but you know who knows if the dolphins can replicate what they did last week at Redcliffe. Uh, they're every chance in this so i think the drop-off comes i think we might be another two or three weeks away from seeing it though
1: yeah and i mean <coughs> as impressive as they were the other day Nothing has changed with their squad. If mm. you have two to three injuries, like if something was to happen to the Dolphins this week that happened to the Roosters last week, they find themselves in deep shit all of a sudden, I think. Yeah, a bit light on if they lose future immortal Felice Kafusi. how good was Felice? Oh. Good God, absolute monster. Uh, the only change for the Dolphins, Ray Stone is out. Mason Teague comes in. Mason Teague is uh, from the Penrith Panthers system last year. They would have been filthy to lose him. Uh, if I had to give you a... Player com, I would say he reminds me a lot of Tyrone Peach in the early days when he was sort of playing lock. He's got a bit of upside to him, but he, get, he gets through a lot more work than Peach. Very um, versatile, is he? Very versatile, yeah. Very talented kid. You might, I think it was in their second trial, Isaiah Cattell, uh put him in for a try under the sticks. What's that little combination between the two Penrith boys? They've been playing together for a few years. But I just think with Mason too, um, very talented guys, you know, bottom price, whatever. I just, I think it's a matter of time until Ray Stone comes into this side. I don't think he gets huge minutes either. Uh, But I think he'll be a guy that in the future we'll be talking more and more about. For the Raiders, Jordan Rapana of fucking WWE fame out of this game. Uh, In comes Hopawate. Raiders, mate, um, I mean, last week going up there to North Queensland isn't probably a harder road trip in round one for anyone, let alone Canberra Raiders. Do you think it does... Take a little bit out of of them heading into this week? What are your thoughts?
2: Uh, Look, I'm sure I'll take a little bit out of them. At the same time, you know, they've started the season with a loss. They'll be fired up for this. It's round two. I I don't think bodies are too sort of battered and bruised at this point in the season. So if they can't get up for this after a loss, uh, I think, yeah, we have got to ask a few questions. So uh,
1: they'll be all right. Uh, Storm and Dogs 7.35 from Amy Park for the Melbourne Storm. Obviously the big news. Cam Munster is out. Tyrone Wishart comes in. Uh, The other one, mate, that... um I don't think he's sort of hit his best footy yet But he's another one that comes on the bench Is Aaron Penna Who I think could make a real difference for them Just another big body Um, They've still got And I actually When we were talking about Melbourne The other day I completely forgot about Aaron Penna He could be the sort of guy That they need coming off the bench
2: Yeah I sort of Had his moments in You know Over at the He was at the Warriors for a few seasons (laughs) Good Good moments in reserve grade. So interesting to see As I said Light on for middles And Interesting to note with this side just around katoa and loyero who we'll get to a bit more later still no Tarek sims tui kamikamita what's he is he sort of around four or five return
1: yeah i think so yeah <laughs> so is the other one too who's a club uh, Eisenhuth as well. so mm-hmm. there's
2: blokes to come back so uh, when we say and we'll again we'll get to it soon but you know don't panic be patient and and we really want another look at a lot of players just want to see the minutes, how that impacts the back rails, how that impacts Josh King and a few others. So, yeah, uh, Wishart into the side. That is good news for Harry Grant as, you know, there's every chance that he came on and gives Grant a bit of a spell, especially if they do get any sort of decent leads during the season. They've obviously got Bronson Garlic there who was a hooker earlier on, but I think he's sort of... Uh, he can play both. He yeah. can play both. I, I
1: personally think he's, he's a better back rower than what he is nine.
2: And that's what he's evolving into, yeah. and that's why he was picked last week. It was panic stations last week when he was named on the bench with Wishart. I he's got two number nines on the bench. Yeah. Happy days. Anyway, Harry played his 84, and, and the match situation sort of forced that. Uh, but, look, with Wishart in the team, I think it's only good news for Harry Grant and his minutes.
1: Yep, yeah, for sure. Um the Canterbury Bulldogs, mate, 1-17, to no changes. Obviously a pretty disappointing game last weekend for them. I guess the one thing to touch on is Jersey 20. Olawapu, Very nice. Uh, should also be noted in reserve, like he played New South Wales Cup last week. Did really well. His stats were great for Supercoach. I think we said he had eight or nine tackle breaks or something. Very impressive. Um, Josh Reynolds actually got injured just after halftime. So Carl took it, and I I didn't actually realise this when I watched the highlights of it, but I went and had a look at the stats. Josh went off after 41 minutes. uh, Blacktown led like 16-0. And then Canterbury won the last 50 minutes, 36-0 or something. So, um, yeah, pretty impressive stuff. And because Josh Reynolds is out, uh, Carl's going to be playing halfback in reserve grade this week. So... You know, pressure could be building suddenly there.
2: Down sixteen nil. Young Carl loves a bit of adversity, doesn't he? Loves firing up for that. So, it's mate, so much pressure. And as I said, he, he was strong in reserve grade last week. I think you've mentioned a few times too. You've gone back and and you know watched uh watched all the highlights as as you tend to do, mate. You put the hard yards in. I'll give you that. And you know the hype train is is in force. He was. Good, without mm. being a superstar. Uh, but the fact that the step up to playing against men, and he, he was very comfortable in that grade. So a lot of pressure on Flano. And poor old Flano going down to Melbourne now this week. They've started poorly just going, seeing Carl go well in reserve grade. <sighs> Big weekend for the doggies, number sevens.
1: I uh, I had someone that messaged me and said, oh, yeah, but um, he conceded a try on his edge. And I went, oh, yeah, first yeah. So I went and had a look at it. Um, there was, like, there was two men sort of coming at his hole and he had to pick which one he went for. Granted, he picked the wrong one. Mm-hmm. But, bro, you should have seen the fucking defensive technique he put on the wrong man, to be fair. But, mate, his technique is perfect. It's, it was the best missed tackle I've ever seen. <laughs> it was incredible. So, very, very exciting. Uh, I think we I think there's a chance we genuinely do see him over the next few weeks. I don't know if he solves their problems, to be honest with you, but he's probably got a little bit more upside than Flano.
2: Mm. Uh, he, is he have a look. He's
1: 5'8". He, straight 5'8". But if he comes in over the next few weeks, potentially he could get half back in round six.
2: True. That, yeah, good point. Or and, after that. And even like if he comes in, say, round three, four, five, whatever, just a sort little of cheeky little katoa down to him, make a bit of bang, happy days.
1: If he was to come in, do you think Canterbury would just throw him... The seven, or do you think that would actually swap Burton into the seven? Do you think because, as stupid as it sounds, that's what Super Coach will decided on what jersey he wears when he I comes think, in. I think you'd have to give Burton the seven, wouldn't you? Yeah. I
2: mean, like Carl, on everything we've heard and then the few highlights we've seen, is that he is a number six. He's a big, strong ball runner. There's a lot of chat. You know, he can play thirteen as well. To bring in an eighteen-year-old at a club that's had all this hype of the dogs and their, their big signings, and whatnot. Next to Maddie Burton And say Carl you run the show I don't From what I gather It's not his game Now we both agree That we don't think That's Maddie Burton's game Either However I do think Maddie Burton Would be the seven But we'll see and, and as you said So vital Because that is what Those over at Supercoach HQ Will probably use to determine it
1: Yeah So Cam out, If you're watching Which I know you are Give him the seven. <laughs> yeah. Just let him wear we'll number just seven. Beers and break Do him. us a favour. He loves it. All right, uh, let's move to the Sunday Arvo games coming to you from Leichhardt Oval. The first one, 4 pm, Tigers versus the Newcastle Knights. You're getting out to this one, aren't you?
2: I am. I can't wait for it. I was watching that Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt last week and said, Why am I not at this oval? Uh, so I'll be there. I can't
1: wait. That'll be unreal. Uh, nothing overly relevant when it comes to the Tigers. I think it is just worth noting once again no Johnny Bateman. Mm. I'm not quite sure what's going on here. Um, I guess it's just a wait and see game, isn't
2: it? Yeah. Said mixed signals from the club around what's actually happening with Johnny Bateman. So I don't really know, but.
1: Mm. Okay, the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Adam Elliott, uh, spoke to him <coughs> last night. He reckons he could be out for up to a month or so. So that'll be interesting. Um, I think that he probably was just keen as fuck to get out there for Newcastle and maybe took a bit of a punt round one.
2: Yeah, it was an interesting one because... Like, he's obviously going to start for that club long term and would have round one if he was fully fit. And then he plays off the bench and re injures himself. It's just like, you know, you don't want to throw stones because, like, why would the club push him in round one? I know ads and he would have been eager as hell to get out there. But at the same time, like, he would have been completely upfront with this is where the injury is at, this is how it feels. So while he would have been keen to get there, there would have been enough staff there to say, if you're no good, you're no good. So, look, it it, it might have been a new part of the groin. Who who bloody knows? I'm not a physio. I'm not a doctor. But uh, it's such a shame for him, mate.
1: Uh, He's a guy that we're obviously both very high on. I drafted him very early. I think it was pretty evident in that game that, he was pretty fucked pretty early. Mm. It just wasn't the Adam Elliott no. that we know. Um, so, yeah, we ho- hopefully we see him back sooner rather than later. And uh, Jersey 21, we said it last week, you'd see him soon. Greggy Uh I'm not saying he's going to play this week, but I'm very confident in saying if you don't see him this week, you'll see him next week.
2: Yeah, and if he's fit and good to go, you think that's every chance he plays. Straight this in, leader. I think. So, yeah. Really interesting
1: Supercoach watch. Uh the Dragons versus the Titans, six fifteen from Cogra. Uh for the Dragons, look, it is the first time we've seen this side. Hook, uh, weirdly, has thrown in a couple of curly ones. Who would have seen this coming? Yes. Uh, no Jack and He's still recovering from injury. I think you'll see him next week or the week after. Uh, ben Murdoch, Masilla on the left edge. Jack Bird in the 13. Uh, shout out to Toby Couchman, who's making his NRL debut coming off the bench. Played two games of New South Wales Cup last year. Has gone through the ranks incredibly quickly. A very, very talented young guy. What is he? Uh, second row. Tough. Very tough kid. Yeah, yeah. He's actually got a twin brother. I forget his first name, but there's two Couchmans that are coming through the system at the moment. So one to keep an eye on there. Toby Love Couchman. The twin, the dragons. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had a fair. Yeah, I've had a fair few, haven't they? The
2: Morris boys, Morris the Feenies boy. at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff, um, mate. A few messages about Ben Murdoch Masilla this week. <laughs> Scored a try in that trial as a big minute back rower, and I think he scored fifty. I oh, sorry, he didn't score a try. He had a try assist, which included a mm. line break. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not convinced on Ben Murdoch Masilla, and I think there's every chance that when Jack DeBellon comes back, he jumps into thirteen, and Bird goes back to that edge as well. So, just a bit of risk for me.
2: Were you surprised to see Bird at thirteen?
1: Uh yes. Until I realised Jack DeBellon <coughs> wasn't there.
2: Yeah, just a watch on Murdoch Masilla. Look. We know what he's capable of. He's a good footballer, Murdoch Masilla. Just about winning that role. So they've just got Jaden Sewer on one edge. He could be a perfect, like, if he kills it this week, I'd either really want to give him two weeks, see what happens when De Bellin's back. But in fact, I was going to say Pele to Murdoch Masilla. Let's say we get to next week and Murdoch Masilla looks all right. Pele doesn't get minutes again. You know, we can because he's 216k Pele. He's not going to drop drop cash, but he'll drop about three thousand dollars if he does the same as what he did last weekend. Yep. So, if you want to give it the extra weight, see Murdoch and Messila, and, and see how minutes and whatnot go around in the front row forward cheapy area, we can get, wait till round four and do it do it then. So, certainly want to keep an eye on. Just just don't go early.
1: I just wait. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> de- definitely don't go early. And I just have a look at their side front rowers: Francis Molo, Black-Laurie, like two guys that I think are starting front rowers in the NRL mm. as well. So I just think when Jack DeBellin comes back in. I think there's every chance that they move Jack Bird to that edge and then you're left with, you know, Ben Murdoch-Masella coming off the pine. Um, The other one I want to touch on, mate, Uh, we said that he'd been the spine somewhere and Moses Mbai, state of origin centre, named it Hooker. It's wild, isn't
2: it? Yeah. A little big love affair with Moses Mbai over that club, isn't there? In fact, the whole of the NRL.
1: Yeah. And I, I get it. Like, he's a talented good player, but, geez, I think you've got to score some points, don't you? He's a talented 14. Like... He's the perfect forte. Yeah,
2: yeah, just probably the most versatile player in the com- competition that can go and do a very solid job in every position. It's even funny, mate, like we were pretty critical of him and being in the starting side in the trials and playing at half. He actually looked really good. He mm. was at half and now he's playing nine. I just... I don't know, poor old Jacob Little going. what's tomorrow good to do?
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? There's every chance that Hook might play and by for the first 20 and then uh, you have um, <coughs> yeah, Jacob Little. So see how it plays out, but I just thought it was interesting. And also, uh, not overly super coach relevant realistically, but uh, Tal Moan, obviously named in Jersey 2021. Mm. Uh, good chance he will play. Mate, Jersey 22 surprised me a little bit. Um, Aaron Woods, not on the side. I, I, I thought he was pretty average during the trials, but I just thought that Hook would have picked him there for sure. Yeah, focusing on the radio commitments, Woodsy.
2: <laughs> Surprising there. You look at the pack, and it's it's a pretty uninspiring forward pack. But there's depth. Like yeah. I thought, Josh Kerr was terrific in the All Stars game, and I thought he'd sneak on at least onto the bench.
1: He always is,
2: to be fair. Yeah. So, like, yes, yeah, so no superstars in the pack, but you know they've got depth for days. So if there's injuries, blokes aren't performing, there's always going to be pressure on blokes. So that's something for them, isn't it?
1: Mate, I can't take my eyes off the stallion. How good is How it? How good is it? Looks fucking unreal.
2: Yeah, I've been doing my bit, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. She's a lucky girl. All right, <laughs> uh, mate, let's get into our deep, well, or your deep dive. Uh, you got a couple of players you want to touch on, mate, their stats and whatnot. What do you got for us? i got two deep dives. Which one do you want me to start with? I oh, no, actually sorry, we'll we'll start with the trading. We'll stick trading to the uh, deep game plan. Right. Yeah, let's go. So I guess I, I would just start this by saying, as I said at the top, seventy percent of your questions <clears throat> about specific players, <clears throat> Tim's about to give both of our viewpoints on this, regardless of who the player is. Essentially,
2: yeah. Uh, don't panic. Yeah. is is the the rule this week. The lesson. So I've seen a lot of really good super coaches out there that are sitting on the hands and not trading this week, and you know, I see every other man and his dog sitting there panicking going. The, the train of thought is that because we get a free look at players before price rises, that round two should be this big trading round. Now, in theory, it should be because we get a look at minutes of players, roles of players, and we get this better idea. But that doesn't mean that you haven't got your, your starting team wrong. I'm looking at my team now, and as I said, I've got Garner, who I have question marks over, Pele, who I've got question marks over. Aside from them, I'm very happy with everything that, that my side has done. And, and let's take Egan Butcher as an example, who scored poorly, and we'll, we'll get to him in more detail later on. But there's you know, a fire sale of him. I look at him and go, well, he looks set to play 80 minutes. So that was a tick. There were a few question marks whether he played left or right edge. He got that left edge spot outside Luke Keary, which is a great place to be for a back rower. So, despite the poor score, I'm like, no concern, he'll be fine. So, people moving to a few of these CT Dub cheapies who scored really well, and they're selling off ones who didn't. You know, there are a lot of people going say, Carn Pereira to Asako, that sort of trade. I'm like, Carn Pereira's bottom dollar. He's on good Titans left edge. Kieran foreman has been named. So he'll have his moments. He'll score his tries. Look, nothing's changed for me. The, the big scores from certain CT dubs will roll out of their three-round average after one price change. So let's say Asaka comes out and scores 15 this week. It could happen. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, geez, might have been uh, off the money there. So essentially the, the lesson is just, just don't rush... If you make a trade this week, do it for the right reasons. Do it, don't do it because you feel the need that you have to make two trades this week. I don't know if you, we'll get to it later. I don't know if you're trading. I'm, I'm looking at probably maybe one trade max at this stage. There's going to be teams out there who got three, four, five things wrong and they go, I stuffed up. I need to make my two trades. There might be some teams going, I completely stuffed up. I need to boost. That is fine. Every team is different. Uh, but just essentially, it's a one week. There, there's anomalies. So I'm I'm more than happy to... To sit on my hands
1: this week, have a bit of to look at things. And, mate, as you said, uh, a guy like Isako, his round one score will roll out of his average, that real high one, as will the low ones. Mm. Don't panic. I think there's three guys that sum up this weekend and how stupid some supercoach players are in panic. First one is Cam Murray. Mm. If I said to you 10 days ago, hey, South you are going to lose two middles in the opening 20 minutes and Cam Murray's going to score well, you'd go, yeah, no, that makes sense. I know who he is. He's a gun. That's exactly what fucking happened. He's still a weapon. You knew he was a weapon 10 days ago. Why are you pulling your team apart now to get him? You knew who he was. You knew that's what he was going to do. Um, Jermaine Osaka, you already mentioned him. Any winger in this competition, if they, if the if the attack goes down their side, they score two tries and they goal kick, he's going to do well. History tells us, though, that probably won't happen consistently for Osaka. And the other one is Egan Butcher. Good God. He played the worst game the Roosters have probably played in years. He got sin-binned. What did he score? 35? Yeah. To give him ten points for the Simbin, eight points, whatever the hell it is, that's forty five. Give him ten more minutes on the field, he's on fifty. And that was in the worst possible game the Roosters have played, and probably the worst game he's played in a yeah. long time. Yeah, people want to trade him out. What the fuck are you doing? Relax. He's in the premiership favourites. Yeah. Like they played a bad game, sure. They'll get their shit sorted out. I mean, I, I just I it. Blows me away, the mindset of some people after one game. It's wild. Yeah,
2: look, I look at a, a trade that I'm... I don't think I'm going to do it for reasons uh, we'll get to, but potentially getting sort of Jackson Ford in and, and trading at Luke Garner. And that's not one that I, I'd be happy with making. I'm just looking at, I think there's going to be a lot of great buys and sells for that matter emerge next week when we get a two-game sample size, yep. which changes a lot. We get more accurate break-evens of, you know, we know blokes that are going to make money, who blokes who aren't going to make money. So, look, what happens if this week Ford comes out and plays 55, 60 minutes and you are know, all of a sudden, oh, not that keen on him and Luke Garner gets his 80 and kills it and you go, know, oh, shit,
1: that changes straight away. And Jackson Ford is a classic example. He looks great. He's unreal. Everyone's so excited. For all you know, Curran near Corey might have been carrying an injury coming into that Exactly. Car. You just don't know. Just wait a week. Don't pull your team apart. Wait a week. As Tim said, if you're someone that has completely shit the bed and you know what you're doing with Supercoach, sweet, go. But for the vast majority of you, it's week one. It's okay. And the other beauty of this, we've got boots. If you didn't have them, then I, it would be a little bit of a it different helps story. a lot. But to have you know, to be able to make three trades next week, that is huge. It's a huge advantage. We obviously had it last year. Previously, we didn't. Don't panic. Chill the fuck out.
2: Yeah, and we saw injuries to Roosters' middles. We saw injuries to South Sydney Rabbitohs middles. This means Moali played bigger minutes. Shaq played bigger minutes. I saw Lindsay Collins thrown about, who is a sneaky mid-range front-row forward option with, with the Roosters having a few injuries now. But again, they were all in games where minutes were inflated. Josh King was outstanding last week. He could be a terrific buy. However, he played 80 minutes. Josh (laughs) King's not going to play 80 minutes every week. I don't think. I could be wrong. I don't think he'll play 80 minutes every week. They've got forwards coming back. So another one I'm like, just wait a week and make sure. Because if Josh King comes out and plays 50 minutes this week, you're going, all right, we've got that same plodder of last year who was okay but isn't going to do much. If he comes out and plays 80 again this week and kills it, sweet, I'll get him. If Jermaine Osako comes out this week and scores another ton, and he has a break even of neg 100. I'm like, cool, I'll get in on that cash. But if he comes out and scores 20, I'll go, all right, dodge that bullet. I'll
1: give you an example of Josh King. He was sitting on my draft waiver wire last night. I didn't even waiver for him. There you go. What happens when Tariq Sims gets named next week at third day?
2: And when Tui Kamakamitha comes back as well.
1: Yeah, and then you've got mad. You've got that 90 in his rolling average for one price rise, yeah. and then it's gone.
2: There was also a golden point in that game, so an extra four minutes. I know, not game-changing, but he had a try assist. I think He might have a line assist in there as well. That'll be a rarity. Yeah. So it could be a great buy next week, but just
1: wait. And we were speaking to someone this morning who mentioned trading Jacob Preston. No bueno. What? Look uh, at the situation. And, uh, and for so, like for people that don't have the deeper understanding <laughs> of the super coach and aren't fucking addicted to it and nerds like mm. us why is he appealing he scored 25 points it's not great why is he appealing 50
2: minutes bottom dollar like
1: bottom dollar in a club
2: with a bunch of forward injuries we've seen in this Wales cup sure it's a big step up but he scores tries he he sets up tries he's an attacking back. try score is a try scorers yeah 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 so Again, he's bottom dollar. It's not like it's not like we paid five hundred k for him and then and expect him to play eighty minutes. So we paid bottom dollar for him and he got fifty minutes. I'm like, Sweet. It's
1: exactly what you and want. And
2: he's a worker. Like I know it's twenty five points, but the doggies was almost a just a complete ride off that game for them.
1: Yeah, he had a couple of errors. He got within a B stick of scoring a try anyway. Mm. If you if would have got given that, <laughs> like no one's having this conversation. Uh, yeah, you just you got to look at the entire big picture of all these things. For me, for example, I started with, um, Oluquatu. Only scored 52. He's got a buy this week. I'm not panicking. It's okay. And Lads. he looked awesome. He looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Only got 52 to be fair, but it's okay. Yeah. You're going to have those games. Yeah. The minutes were there. That's what matters. You know what his pedigree is. Yeah. Especially
2: round one, mate. Like, defenses are so up for the first game of the year. Tacks are clunky. So they're obviously, o- often lower scoring affairs. We say that each and every season. Uh, Sides are fired up, so there'll be blowout scorelines that will come. There'll be more points scored. Just chill.
1: Yeah, and same goes with, you know, yeah. so many of our, of our CTWs between your Tarubas, your Campieras, these sort of guys. Like, like essentially all of our cheapies, no one went over um, 40 points. But no one scored any tries. Do you think that's going to happen for the entire fucking year? Exactly. Just chill out. Chill out. I will say this... Did almost put a hole through my TV when Carn Pierre got no ball in my Classic and Draft team. But that's okay. Can deal with it. Just kept
2: Phil Sammy on his inside. He was the one... Yep. I couldn't stop him, so I didn't get to touch the ball. Uh, Great news for Kahn Pereira. I was pretty scared when Foz went down just because he was bottom dollar. He's got speed to score tries, but a big part of him was Foz being on that left edge. Even if Foz doesn't play this week, the injury obviously isn't too bad, so... Big win
1: for Fafita, big win for Pereira. Yeah, yeah. I think for Pereira, we, we really need falls there, though.
2: How, sh- how good was the moment of Dave Fafita, about 20 minutes into the game, getting put through a hole for a yep. try assist from, from Foran? How shit was the news that he re-signed with the Titans and he's not playing for a contract <laughs> anymore? <laughs>
1: yeah, not 17 ideal. 17 runs last week, four runs this week. But how good was it just seeing Fafita <laughs> running off a half that squares up the line and oh. just gets his timing right? And like, like as your brother pointed out a few weeks ago, that you know sometimes he, he's too flat. You could just see as it should have been for the last three years. Mm. Foz during that set has gone, hey, get your ass back <laughs> there, get in the spot you need to fucking be, and he's going, yep, sweet, he can do it. Oh, just need to put him there. He could he could average anything
2: if he stays next to Foz all season, mate. He
1: really, it's it's a it's a. I I don't know why we didn't talk about it last week. I, I didn't even think about the potential of him moving to the other side. And then when the I game started, I,
2: well. I think the Firmore injury happened after with the podcast, didn't it? Did it? Maybe, anyway.
1: Anyway, to, to be honest with you, I, I until I sat down and watched the game <laughs> and then I saw it, I went, of course. Of course that was going to fucking happen. Mm. It's unreal. I yeah. love it. Um, all right. Any other players you want to touch on there in your... <laughs> all good, mate. All good there. Um, all right. Will we get into some of your stats then? Yeah.
2: So I each week want to do a bit of a... A dive into <coughs> the stats that have caught my eye obviously i write a big uh, team analysis for the sc paper website going through every squad named over tuesday and from that i just go through and find a lot of things that change my opinions on a lot of players so <coughs> some of them will be deeper dives and, and a bit more um, a bit better stats some of them are at a very surface level that are very much available to everyone and, and in front of your eyes <coughs> But they've changed my opinion of a player. So, mate, just going through those. And the first one I'll start with is Elias at Katoa. We came into round one thinking, all right, hoping Katoa and Loyero got big minute roles, hopefully 80 minutes for the storm. They both did. We were thinking that Loyero, probably a bit better job security you know, more of a worker. He'll punch out a solid 40, 45, hope you get the odd attacking stat. Katoa, we thought was going to be reliant on attacking stats, busting tackles, scoring ties, that sort of stuff to score well. Played the full 80 Katoa, only scored 54 points. He did not have a single tackle bust, nor an offload or any attacking stat, mm. which is really encouraging for me.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think that uh, with Katoa, uh, like, I expected to come in here and get all of his points with, you know, your tackle breaks, your offloads, Mm. as you said. Uh, It was great to see him do it without that. I just, I question, my my worry is always with round one guys at new clubs, they're on their best behaviour. Having a crack. They're having a red hot Mm. crack. You look at Bryce Cartwright, fuck, (laughs) didn't he bring his shovel to work the other day? Like, you just, (laughs) uh, that's my only worry with these sort of guys. And we've seen Ali Katoa before come out, do really well, and then just sort of fade off. Hopefully the Melbourne system, it is completely different. Um, but, yeah, Elie Tower I think, is one that I, I want to get. Or I mean, you, you, you want to get a month sample size of all these guys, realistically, but he's definitely I want one that I want to watch long-term. But if you've got him, you've got to be happy.
2: Very happy. And he's one that, <coughs> if I hold on to Garner this week, <coughs> sorry, if I hold on to Garner this week, and Katoa comes out and does the same. Maybe Joe's a bit of attacking stat and goes to 60-65. That's a trade I can see myself making next week if Katoa looks good and the Storm look good. Second one is, and you sort of fired this one to me, Guru, and again, very surface level, nothing too deep diving about this one, but Isaiah Papali just didn't look to have too much involvement on the weekend. New club, we're concerned about combinations. The, you know, the Tigers were pretty ordinary. You go back... And he still scored 67 points. He had five tackle breaks and four offloads. He's just a super coach Adonis.
1: It was like he wasn't playing. And he scored 67. That is unreal. Um, yeah, crazy stuff there. Who else you got?
2: Uh, mate, you know, I'm, I'm a super coach of mine. I, I, don't, I don't even really watch footy for the enjoyment of the game or any of that sort of thing. You know that I'm just, just stat-based and whatnot. So... Well, I, yeah, bed shit in bed shit on the Dolphins. We really nailed Jeremy I saying that he yeah. was very attack reliant. So averaged 60, 65 <laughs> on last season. Max scoring 17 tries and we just said the base wasn't there. 80 minutes, he scored 27 points, 25 tackles, three runs.
1: I think we got that one right. 100%. And if you went with him, despite everything we warned you about, the reason why yeah. you did it was because of his draw. It hasn't changed. Mm. If you backed him in, if you were crazy enough, stupid enough, however you want to describe yep. it, to do it, don't hit panic stations after their first game where they scored three tries in the opening 20 minutes and didn't score another try after that. Mm. You got yourself yeah, yeah. into this. There was a reason why you got yourself into it. He's, he's not. He's all of a sudden not a try scoring forward. He still is, yeah. but you're going to have to rely on it. You did this.
2: Yeah, a great example of the prior topic. And if you sit there and go, all oh, right, I genuinely got this one wrong, you can do it for the right reasons. Because when he doesn't score tries or have line breaks and all that sort of stuff, these scores are going to happen. Now, this was a particularly bad one, but he's, he's an example of, you know, you backed him. We'll back him again just to score a double this week and come out and
1: turn up. Yeah, and it is a particularly bad one. But, I mean, teams are well aware of him now. Teams have got tape on him now. Teams are going to double up on him. It is like... Thomas, like
2: they'll they'll double team him for that crossfield
1: kick that he scored a thousand, thousand times last week. Yes, you knew this. Sympathy is very minimal. Now the next guy uh, was my third pick overall. I I spent the entire six hours driving driving from Armidale back to Sydney trying to work out with my draft team if I take a Cleary VC of fifty one, or if I captain Tapene because I was in a pretty close game and I, I was reasonably safe. Spent six hours thinking about it, and I think Tapene ended up scoring five more points than Nath Cleary. So. Like I didn't need that time back in my life. That's good.
2: <laughs> Joe Tappany, 57 points to start the season. Round one, uh, less than probably what owners would have hoped. Hardly concerning. What was concerning, though, a little bit was the 50 minutes on field, mm. particularly with Josh Papali, not named this week, but still to come back into that side, which will may take minutes. Look, Taps isn't going to play less than 50 minutes, but the stat that stood out to me with him was one off lead, one tackle break. Yep. He offloads at will most of the time. He often ends up with four, five, six, seven, if not more, tackle breaks. So scratching the surface of what Jay Tappany is going to do this season.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, even though you have got uh, Josh Popoliti returning, uh, I still think Taps you, you know, you had in that game on the weekend. And, you know, to be honest with you, mate, I think Josh Popoliti returning, it might not be a negative for him. I don't think he's a huge minute guy anymore. No, he's not. Whereas I think Gouler and Corey Horsbro, like, those two can go for... Forty, fifty minutes, mate. The work that Corey Horsburgh was getting through when he was on the field, which I thought was interesting, he didn't have a single offload either, which he normally has a couple in his mm. game. So I wonder if that was a bit of a ploy from Ricky. Maybe
2: just like I, th- I think the the, the
1: style of the raids are going to need to play this year off the back of
2: not having sort of too many superstars in the backline. I don't know how many points they've got in them this year. I think second phase play will be crucial to them, but round one. Like, we see teams win games by playing conservative, completing high, and just getting through their work. So maybe it was Ricky Schultz saying, boys, it's there throw it, but let's just work through the middle yeah. and, and grind this one out. Yeah, I thought
1: there was a couple of times where Joe Tapenay could have offload and mm-hmm. chose not to, to be honest with you. So I, I wonder if they're, yeah, oh, I'm not too worried about him. Mate, a guy that did worry me on the weekend was uh, Tino. What have you got on him?
2: Yeah, not one that I was overly keen on in the preseason and a lot of people were quite high on. 38 points in 58 minutes. Minutes below what owners would have wanted. Not substantially. I I think owners were probably hoping for 65 minutes. 38 points an issue and there's a recurring theme in a few of the stats I'm throwing out this week and it probably does tie into what we just said, mate, about being conservative in Mm. round one. 38 points, 25 tackles, 15 runs. That's pretty solid. Again, no attacking stats. No offload, no tackle break. Like, that probably won't happen again this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think with Tino, like, he's such a young guy. He's a leader of this club. They want him to be a leader for the next 10 years. I just think that there are other guys there. Like, I thought Mo Farawaka looked better on the weekend. Mm. I thought Jermaine Joliff looked really good. So, ideally, if you're the Titans, you don't want it to have to be the fucking Tino show for... 80 minutes every single week. He's got an Origin Series coming up. He had a World Cup, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, mate, a couple of CTWs you want to finish with? We sort of already touched on them. But yeah,
2: yeah, just quickly. Stefano Uticamano was the same boat. People going cold on him. He played 50 minutes, 23 tackles, 11 runs, one tackle break was his only attacking stat. He had nine in a trial, the second, first or second trial. I'm not going to get that every week, but there's way more upside to Tino there. I had Isaac Thompson as a dub. Bunnies were good in round one, he only scored Okay, but he did have nine tackle Breaks, mm. I'm sitting on there This could be absolute gold, so Thompson And then uh, Probably a bit more of a, a deeper dive A few deep dives in this one, but Around Jermaine Asako Seven games on the wing in 2022 He averaged 36 points That was for a top four Broncos side Now the spy pointed out on the, the Podcast last night, and I haven't Checked it out But Like Wouldn't have been Goal kicking in many If any of those games Because of Adam Reynolds But If you add say 10 onto that it's Still only a 45 average For a top 4 team At the time Twenty-twenty-one In 5 games On the wing average 45.6 Not bad But not exactly reassuring Yeah a- And You're also relying To better that On the Dolphins Getting up again And again And exceeding expectations So He's done that For some decent sides Uh not the best wing numbers.
1: Yeah, I think on Isaac Thompson too, just worth noting. Um, obviously, South Sydney on the weekend, they were going to the right a lot more. Huge. Which, and I, I know that he didn't get any points at the back of that, but every try that Campbell Graham scored, Campbell Graham did the exact right thing. Mm. It was on for him. Like, I don't think Campbell Graham is a hog by any means mm. or anything like that. He's shown he's got a brilliant passing game. So... I think there is a lot of upside in Isaac Thompson over the next few weeks. The
2: bunnies for so many years have just been left edge dominant because of how good it is to see Ilias kill it and command a lot of ball and succeed. So promising for it's Thompson. Huge.
1: Fucking huge. Especially I kind of felt like a lot of the times that Ilias put things on down that edge as well was when you had Walker and Latrell out to the left mm. and he overcalled them. I think once they get into a bit more of a rhythm, we know that Luttrell has probably got the best cutout ball <coughs> in rugby league. Isaac Thompson will feast out yep. there, I reckon.
2: Agreed. And the Bunnies have that horror draw early on. And I've, I've touched on it a few times. I think he's going to be a bit of a slow burn and start a little bit slowly like he did on the weekend. But once those softer games come, he could be like an elite player in 17s.
1: Yeah,
2: I agree. If he, if he keeps his spot in the team.
1: Uh, Sid V starts, mate. He's going to be a guy that's obviously going to get a feature in our conversation here. Big time. Yeah. Um, I mean, SITV starts last week, mainly centred around the CTWs. Mm. Uh, we obviously lose, well, I would say nearly everyone loses a fullback reserve this week. So Sit v starts, very important. Mm. What do you, so who, who, who sort of stands out to you at the moment? Let's
2: start with the CTWs. It, it's generally sort of the big one and... Look, no-one has the exact same squad, so everyone will have different decisions to make. We can essentially go through our teams. We'll be here for days on end if we sit there and talk about every single player that we could sit be start. But CT Dubs at the moment, I will be playing Taruva and Will Warbury. I like I like Penland's match-up against the Bunnies. Bunnies were great. I'm just really concerned that they are so down on middles this week. The Panthers started the season very clunky but having lost round one how fired up are they going to be for this game and I just think I think they're going to dominate them through the middle I just think they're going to have points in them as a result of that they could still be off pace a little bit as they work out these new combinations but Taruba's in Warbrick I get... Playing against the Dogs, down in Melbourne, Amy Park, Saturday night. I think that's a pretty straightforward matchup that I like. Scored 30 last week without doing sort of too, too much. Sitting Isaac Thompson, despite all all the ruts we just gave him, for all the same reasons as I like Taruva, I think might be limited opportunities for Thompson. So I'll be sitting him. Alamotti down in Melbourne, sitting him. Khan Pereira. I actually don't mind him as a play this week, despite scoring five, especially because... It'll scare everyone off that he only scored five points. So, oh, I can every man his dog's going to sit him. As long as Foz plays against the Dragons, he's like I think he's a
1: sneaky play, which is the tough thing. They're six fifteen Sunday, very tough. So it's a big punt. Because if take. Foz
2: doesn't play, I don't want to go near Camp Pereira. No.
1: He scored five with Foz. Yes. So, yeah, I, I I get where you're coming from, and I thought the same thing until I had a look at the draw, and I thought. Fuck, I don't know if I want to be waiting till 6pm Sunday night to find out if Foz is going to be there. I think Isaac Thompson's an interesting one, mate, and I, I agree with everything you said. I think, though, that if I was the South Sydney Rabbitohs and I watched how the Panthers' left edge defended the last their last two games, I wouldn't be surprised if the right does get a little bit more mm. ball down there. So I, I'm not saying that I'd do it, but I'll tell you who I will be all over for an anytime try-score again this week, Campbell Graham. Yeah going to that edge that is still trying to sort themselves out, that is also changing mid-game. True. Yeah, um, I love that.
2: I haven't caught up on everything. How did Isaac Tungo go for you on the weekend?
1: Uh, not well. 33. Oh, right. Not well at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so all right. Getting rid of him this week
2: or next week when you... No,
1: here for the long game, mate. Said that from the start. How did uh, Brian Tungo okay. go? Beat Isaac Tungo. <laughs> of course he did. How'd he go?
2: 43. <laughs> yeah, right. In a game okay. where they did nothing.
1: Yeah, right. 10 t- more t-
2: points? Oh. No. I was just having a shot at your own team.
1: No, no, no. I went Isaac Tunga, So I'm happy to wait. I personally think that when, when if Hoskins, I think when Hoskins gets in, I'll be happily sitting there with Isaac Tunga. I'm going to back him in, mate.
2: You reckon Hosking will change Tunga?
1: Uh I think, yeah, yeah, respectfully to Garner. I don't think he's doing enough there at all. Fair.
2: They, they play a pretty similar role in that they're hard line running back roles, though. I don't know if a heap changes.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Garner looks lost to me. Garner looks like he's a little bit out of his depth mm. at the moment to me. Uh, for them to swap in with Jamin Salmon. I know. Fucking bizarre. <laughs> red flags. Huge red flags. And that's also where round two is so important because Luke Garner would be sitting there going, fuck, i got to do something here. He might come out of the game his yep. life this week. So, yeah, it's pl- plenty to watch there. Um, all right, mate. Who, 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 did you have any different CT dub starts? No, time? I'm going to go Val Holmes, Isaac Tonga, Taruva, and Will Warbrick at the moment. Uh, if I was to pick my next best, I think I would go with Isaac Thompson, but um, I think I will run with those four. Um, a guy that we haven't mentioned yet, mate, who scored really well, Kalen Ponga, 72. I'm going to be starting him, so Adam Dewey will be my mm. bench 5'8". Uh, and then I will probably go Egan Butcher and um, obviously Ola Kewatu's not playing this week. So I'm without him. So I'll be sort of making a decision. My last reserve will either be a Sonny Luke, a Mawali, or maybe an Isaac Thompson. So not ideal for me this week. I could go Tanner Boyd as well, but I'm a little bit hesitant on that. Uh, I'd, yeah.
2: I, I yeah, I have similar in that probably my last bench spot and... Early on in the season, sit v starts will be very directed at dub because we're essentially choosing on a bunch of different reasons, but we've got seven to go from. As our squads get deeper, yep. as the season goes along, we've got genuine good starters, that we're sit- good players that we're sitting out. That's when I think probably more your, your forwards and halves and that will come into the conversation a little bit more. And there might be CTWs who are a bit weaker, but are in a hot team and scoring ties and, and you might take a bit of a flyer. Tanner Boyd is my fourth bench player at the moment. He doesn't... Huh? Beat out a lot. He's sort of beating out Thompson, Isaiah, Katoa, and a few others. So it's not a big decision for me. But Tanner Boy 35 on the weekend, it's not ideal that Fafid has going to the left edge for him. But I thought the Titans look good. They get a decent enough matchup against the Dragons this week. That whole round one thing we've spoken about already, the Dragons will be up for it for sure. But at the end of the day, it's still the Dragons. It's a good matchup. Mm. Kicking goals, I, p- people were... Gone so off him for his thirty-five. I'm like, he's 384k. Like he's a bit above cheapy range. I don't mind it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, once again, we did tell you that he's got these games in him. This is who he is. Like
2: he didn't score 17. Like exactly
1: right. He scored. He scored 35, and the ball didn't really go to his yeah. edge. Like I just. I yeah.
2: If Foss is out, he'll also get a lot more ball.
1: Yep. If Foss is out, I reckon there's a good chance he plays sort of both sides because because yeah. they. They reckon that, that Jaden Campbell could play 5'8 because he doesn't want to move Bremer out of that
2: one spot. There's your any time try scorer if you have ever seen it. Tell me about running it. You see the one he had on the weekend. wasn't a physical issue, but just defending the front line that he's probably done, won't well, be speaking out of turn, but very little of in his career. because I assume he's played all fullback. Uh, and there was one where I can't remember who was running at him, but he bit on a defender. It was he set up the try, I think, and I think Campbell may have bit on someone and it was just like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. Not his fault. He's played fullback his whole
1: life. So if he does play five eight, if he plays on the left edge, he'll be going against the Dragons' right, which that won't be Murdoch Masilla. That that'll Suha? be the other side. Sua, so yeah. Sua, yeah. Your, your Don't mind that. Sua and what, who would that be? Moses Soliatza. Imagine, imagine
2: Sua going. I can be running at
1: Jaden Campbell or Kieran Foran this week. Yeah. Fuck, Jesus. Yeah, big difference there. All right, uh, mate, anything else on Sip V Starts? Anyone else you want to sort of touch on or anything? Uh,
2: no, mate, that's uh, that's it. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, the more I look at my bench, the more that's looking a little bit grim, but that's okay. Early days, we'll make our way through it. And I think that's the beauty of it as well. Like, fuck, if, if you know, I, I would ideally, if, if Ola Kuwaiti was available, I would play him this week. Um, you know, if I have to play Tanner Boyd instead and he gets, you know, a 35 instead of a 60. You're going to miss those 25 points. It's not It's not the end of the world. Who gives them a rock? doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, don't – I guess, guys, the theme of today is the topic of today's podcast. Just don't panic. Don't freak out. Yeah. Just stay calm. Early days. Uh, will we get into questions, mate? Let's do it. All right. So, uh, mate, every single one of you sent me this question, essentially. Egan Butcher for – Insert 1,000 second row forwards who scored a try or played good minutes on the weekend. Just don't trade Egan Butcher. Just wait, right? I don't care who is at the end of that sentence. Just wait. I don't know why people are trading him out. That's bizarre. And then the fact
2: that they have had numerous injuries to their pack, it only strengthens his minutes in the team because he can play between middle and edge just as easily as each other. So he's
1: getting big game time. Yeah. Do I trade Egan for Bradley Clyde? Don't care. Wait. <laughs> Just fucking wait. God damn. Anthony Lafranky. Chris Hinton. <laughs> Peter Wright. Is it one week enough to go off to trade near Corey to Ford? We've discussed this. We think you're crazy to do that. And there is always a chance to bite you in the ass. And you don't have to do it.
2: Yeah. So let's... You, you touched on it earlier, mate. Jaz Tavanga being named in reserve grade at 13. He comes into this side, let's say, next week... We know he's going to play decent minutes for the Warriors once back to full fitness. I mentioned Egan Butcher being able to go between edge to middle. The Warriors have so many forwards that can go middle to edge. Now, Toru Harris, I think he's probably got that ball-playing lock role um, cemented, but he can play on an edge. Mitch Barnett can play in an edge. Jazz won't, so Jazz will come in on and play as a middle. So what's this mean to the minutes of forward? If they're full strength, I don't know if he does play 80 going forward. So I think the Nia Cora trade, uh, I went off him for Egan Butcher last week, which so was not in my team, thankfully. bit disappointed that he only got his 60. We were all surprised to see Ford get the 80 and Nia Cora 60. Uh pay off from round one. The Warriors got the dub. Ford looked good. Uh, but so if you were trading someone, like Nia Cora is one that I would love to have another look at if I did own, but
1: you can make a case to sell. Yeah, for sure. And look, oh, I think Jackson Ford, oh, I thought he was fantastic in this game. I thought he was very impressive. And my gut says he will play 80 this week. Oh, I personally think he will hold that spot. But you, we've got no facts to back that up. You're just going off that one game. So just chill out. Watch how it goes over the next few weeks. Um, the short ball, Hamiso80 getting people too excited. Who wants to answer this one? You? Yeah. I I thought you might want the honours here. I mean, fuck, God. Uh, I think we'll both feel exactly the same way. I'm confident in it.
2: It's the exact same as Jermaine Asako. Yeah. Hamiso was great. It was one game. Best thing about him, he had, I think, 17 runs and he looked terrific, but it's one game. If he comes out and does it again this week, sure, I'll lock him into my team for round three and bank that cash, but
1: I need to see him do it again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah, you you just got to be patient and wait. Pursuing guys, like, like as you said, 17 runs is fantastic. That's never been Hamisa. Never. Is it round one, new club, excited, trying to prove something to Wayne Bennett? Because there's every chance that you buy him based on the first three weeks of doing that, then it goes 15 runs, 12 mm. runs, mm. nine runs, and then you're going, where the fuck is Hamisa? Why isn't he on the fucking field? And What's going just on? What,
2: how, how hyped up they were for that game. It's a bit big first-ever game in the NRL. There's pressure for Hamisa's spot. He's now sort of got a little bit of a monkey off the back and going, I killed it. No, i I'm sure he'll have a crack this week, but there's all of a sudden just that little bit less pressure on him for job security, isn't there? So, wait or just wait a
1: week. Yeah. Now I think that you know we've spoken about everyone. Don't panic if you've made big mistakes. You have to. We understand you making changes. I think the one injury that has happened that it really forces people's hand is Cam Monster. Mm. Thankfully, neither of us own him. This one comes from Dean Seckold What do we do with Munster if we already own Adam Dewey? Um, if you already own Dewey, you've got a few options there, whether it be Brimson, KP. If you haven't got Isaiah Katoa, you could potentially go down to him as well. Um, what, are you sort of, what, what would be your advice to people who are Cam Munster owners who, credit to you, he looked really good. He got injured. That's unlucky. Um, what would be your advice to him?
2: Yeah. One of the better tries I've ever seen with bone poking out of his <laughs> skin. Not bad. Uh, it's a good question because, as you said, Dewey's, Dewey was red hot, wasn't he? He looked great. Jeez, I'm glad kind I of started with him over Burton.
1: And he's just like, he's just everything for the Tigers. Mm. He's he he's the Tigers.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, look, it depends on, on what how your team's looking. If you're really happy with it, I hadn't thought about it until now. So... Katoa Katoa was a, an issue I had going to round one I was because I was so cold on the dolphins, and I knew that you know Milf is chomping at his heels to get back into that side. I was like, does he play two rounds he get towed up and he gets dropped, and even if he does play, how's he going to score uh, He obviously fit fit straight into the NRL and was terrific and scored what forty three points so all of a sudden his job security strengthens immensely. I think Katoa. He's a great buy, but I think probably next week, a, another one, I just, you just don't want to see them come out and the Raiders pepper him this week. We think it'll be probably what, Hudson Young running at him. Yep. And Jack Wyden, like, he's going to have a big day. If he c- comes through, lets three tries in, they get pumped, the same questions arise of, oh, right, how far away is Milford? Now, that, every chance that doesn't happen. But, yeah, so, look, I'd be leaning towards probably Guitar because he was terrific in the first game. Pong was a fair option. You mentioned Brimpson. I don't know. Does your team need money?
1: At this stage of the season, every team needs money, so yeah. yes. Is there a world where you could potentially look at this as a little bit of a positive? If you were to move to Isaiah Katoa, you could be one of the very few people in the Supercoach that could own Nico Hines as soon as he returns. Great. Really good call. Could be a really big advantage because yeah, no, I, I no, personally I think – I'm not going to be able to afford Hines within the first five or six weeks when he comes back. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it work, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be in a similar boat. Losing Munster, got a good round one score. It's not ideal. You could move him to Isaiah Katoa and keep that cash, and as soon as Hines returns, is there a greater pod play to have than Nico Hines?
2: Definitely. I'm just looking at draw, and the word now coming out of Sharkyland is that he's back maybe at round four or five or
1: something. It's so round six by, isn't
2: there? Round six by. Yeah. So. You go, all right, let's say he missed the first rounds and comes back for the Dragons and Warriors games. You take a fly and say, stuff, I'm getting Nick owned for those games. And that's where you are, your argument, your, yeah. your plan would be like, absolutely. But then there's the round six buy. If, I think this round six buy is the, the doozy there. So then if you're keeping that money to get him back in for, say, round seven against the Roosters or Dogs, you've just been carrying a lot of cash for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nonetheless, I think the Katoa play to bank cash for big trades next week, I think that could be the play
1: yeah Jeez, isn't it interesting with Heinz we're hearing round four round five now I, yeah who knows that could that could be more I mean yeah. like they were saying round one before the season started we're now talking round four round five it's I tell
2: uh, you I tell you what we <laughs> the longer this goes on <laughs> Brayton Trindle's a
1: 234 grand half back goal kicking one of the best attacking teams in the NRL. Yeah, for sure. I just, what did what, what Trindle score on the weekend? I And I, I'm talking off the dome, obviously, yeah. but I remember looking at his score and going, oh, he goal kicked, he scored a try. I don't remember it being since, say, I want to say 50. 46. Yeah.
2: 46 in 80 minutes, one try, three goals, 10 tackles. There Can't be many runs here coming up. Yeah.
1: 3 didn't have a run. Yeah, okay, okay. Three goals, two errors. Yeah, three goals three and a try is a bit of a worry for me. But, but I, I know, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I know there are some incredible stats about Braden Trindle when playing halfback. Braden
2: Trindle, and this is going straight off minutes, minutes point. 2022, let's go back to bigger minutes. 2020, he averaged 66 minutes for 31 points. 2021, he averaged 45 points in 50 minutes. Yeah, You've got you to remember it's now... He's playing in a much better Sharky's team. I, I, I haven't looked into it. I don't know if he was goal-kicking at the time for them. Um, but, look, the reality is that Nico, we think, will be back around four or five-ish, so it would probably
1: be too soon. But, gee whiz, there's a case there. Yeah, for sure. And we, when you actually go and have a look at, you know, games where he has played, you know, I, I, as you just said, you, you, you were just reading out the numbers where he's played, um, you know, throughout the entire season. But, for example, I just went back to 2021... The stretch, there was about a 10-week stretch where he played halfback back or 8 53, 84, 47, 75, 112, yeah. 23, 50, great. 130, 80, 53. Off the dome, I would say you're looking at about a 65-point average during that period. So, And as you said, much better Sharky side now. I'd, so I'd
2: play him in my 17 pretty happily as well. Yeah. Look, look, tough Eels game this week. The problem is Cleary, Boyd, Cheese, Grant... I'm happy enough with those four, so I don't know where I'd, I'd bring him in. Um, but look, let's reassess if we get word Nico's going to be a month. We'll chat yeah. next week.
1: Yeah, and and that's the risk you take with Trindle as appealing as he is. If Nico does come back early, or, or if he comes back in round <coughs> seven, it's you know because of that buy. It's one less game Trindle plays but, as well. I so. suppose
2: the other thing, but between um, between Nico injured now and then Moises' injury
1: history, though, like a little sneaky one.
2: Next week. Let's chat next week. Yeah. We'll learn more.
1: Isn't it wild saying that about, like, like to, to to think that Matt Moylan played just about every game he possibly could last yeah. year? Unbelievable. And then, of course, Foz gets injured in his first game, not in a fucking Manly jersey. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So typical. Um, all right. All right. Here's an interesting one, mate. Um, stick. This one comes from Jaser2000. Stick with Burton. Can't get worse, right? It can't get worse. I can hope it can't get worse anyway. We
2: had a, we had a big chat about this last night, so yeah. I, I'll, I'll get your thoughts. But I, I, I'll, I'll give you mine firstly. <clears throat> like, I'm happy to put the Sharpie through that game for the Dogs. It was just too bad to be true for Birdo in particular. It just was not his day. The reality is, though, the combinations looked very clunky. <laughs> My issue is they now go down and play Melbourne in Melbourne. The draw doesn't get any easier. I mean, it does in a few weeks' time. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I I, I reluctantly think he's a sell. <clears throat> mm. He had 10 scores under 40 last season. I I would reluctantly sell
1: with an eye on having that extra trade to use next week. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, look, as you said, they go to Melbourne this week. Then they've got Canterbury and the Warriors. Don't mind that, but Warriors looked half-decent. I don't think the Tigers are the same team they used to be. Then they go Cowboys, (coughs) Souths, Parramatta, Cronulla. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think, reluctantly, he's a seller as well. I'm so glad I don't have this fucking headache. But, once again, Matt Burton, you know, 10 days ago, if I would have said to you, you're going to sell Matt Burton after round one, you would have laughed at me and gone, what are you talking about? Fucking Dallium, Senna, Kangaroo. He's a great player. He's the main guy. I think if you don't own Dewey,
2: I would definitely go Burton to Dewey. That's a good shout. I think that's a great trade. If you already own Dewey,
1: maybe just give it a week.
2: See how he goes against the Storm this week. And if he flops, flip him.
1: Hey, yeah. if there's anyone out there that started with uh, Burton and Munster, uh, send in a message. We might send you a hat or something. (laughs) You poor (laughs) bastard. Because you're in a world of hurt this week. Um, Okay. Yeah. He's an interesting one. Burton. Um, Okay. A few of these questions we sort of touch on. Cain Willow, 1990. Uh, This one's interesting. Captain Hopgood. Um, I I think that similar to other guys, I don't think I think Jermaine's a great player. I think he's Mm. tremendous. I don't think he's gonna play eighty minutes every single week. I don't think there's a chance he will. I don't know what was going on with Parramatta's rotation the other day, but I can't see them doing that for too long. I think if you're planning to captain Hopgood, do it before Bryce come Bryce, do it before Matto comes back. What about that compliment to Bryce (laughs) can't Uh do it before Matto comes back because I do not I I don't think you'll see Hopgood play more than sixty or sixty five minutes once. Matto does return
2: mm. Yeah uh, Hopgood Like if he keeps the minutes And becomes that 70 to 80 minute middle Could be Like he'll be in the conversation Every single week As much as we do at Teddy or Cleary Or whoever
0: it might be Turbo as captains
2: At this stage, he doesn't have. I say he doesn't have the upside, but he got He, 100, does. he got a hundred in base on the weekend. Like, imagine if you had a try or a try, that. All of a sudden, you're one thirty
1: like that. Let me do you a little favour. Yeah. he's sitting at about eight fifty every week for an time try score. I guarantee you, Josh Hodgson <laughs> okay. puts him over in the next three weeks. Yeah. I guarantee you, him and Sonny Luke. He scored a heap of tra- He runs a hard, tough line. He's one. You know, guys, you see who run that line, and you're like, oh, is he going to catch it or not? Hopgood gets it right every single time, so he has got upside in him. I and you know what I I read this and went nah, I want to go for upside. Early parts of the season when teams are still working out combos and every team comes into every game going defense, defense, defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't mind it over, you know, Cleary yeah. or Teddy.
2: I, I'm not going to do it, but I, I can't knock it. I can see why. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Yeah, yeah.
2: As you said, I, I think in in a month, a months time. Um, there will be Even like five Six weeks time Where we do start to get More blowouts score lines, Sides get decimated By injuries And we have the Friendlier matchups That's when you Again not saying Hopgood card But that's where you Chase those 150 pluses Of turbo and teddy And clear in soft games But earlier in the season Yeah why not Yeah that, that bank Bank your 70 to 80 Hopefully with Possibly 100 plus again
1: Yeah and with Hopgood As well on the weekend You know he had five offloads None of them led to Line breaks or anything Yeah They'll come He's They will come Yeah for sure Um uh, this one comes from Luke. Worth looking at Josh King. We already spoke about this. It's a, it, it's worth watching him. But it's
2: a no from us, right? Hard no for this week. Yep. Hard no for this week. Could be a hard yes next week if he does it again and plays 80.
1: Uh, is it worth trading Pelé to Moal? You already spoke, sort of spoke about this. I, I can understand if you make this trade. Mm. But I think if this is your biggest problem, wait a week.
2: Yeah, I think it could be a very popular trade next week. Yep. Just want to see those bunnies middles minutes. Because if he comes out and plays 25-30, you going, oh, we're not going to really achieve much here, are we? So uh, I can understand doing it to get ahead
1: of the pack to free up a trade next week. But ideally, I think you'd want to wait a week. And look, I'll, I'm looking through the remaining questions that we have. And I mean, we, we've already sort of touched on these okay. organically throughout the show. I think there is one that's worth talking about. Uh, blokes, legends... That was from Fabian. I think that was directed at me. But um, talk to me about Sonny Luke. Too big of a risk with how Cleary is playing him. Um, I think that if you have Sonny Luke, you're more than happy. If you don't have him, I don't think you can chase him just yet. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I
2: don't know. And I'm like, dude just scored 60 in 25 minutes at 230K.
1: The other thing about Sonny Luke, which is a huge advantage to have, he scored 60 in round 1 whatever he scores in round 2 he has a buy round 3 so it isn't a right now problem you get uh, you don't have to worry about it until the end of round 3 until his yeah, price That that's
2: music to my ears and something that hadn't hadn't come through yeah yeah because i was i was thinking next week i was like if Sonny comes out and plays 50 this week which i think there is every chance that we both do I'm going as, as good as Harry's going, even if Cheese scores well, I might be forced to make a downgrade there. But, yeah, that extra week with the buy that's very reassuring.
1: So just keep that in the back of your mind. No matter what, Sonny Luke, I think he will be very impressive this weekend. Whatever he does, you've got that buy. You don't have to do it immediately. Yeah, you've got an extra week. And if it, mean, mate, if it means that you use a boost in round two and in round three, I'm completely fine mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, I just think you're better off doing that than wasting them right now. Um, there's a couple here, obviously getting stuck into you. Thanks Teddy for the, thanks Teddy for the Tim captain option. Jesus. Thanks Tim for the Teddy captain. You actually might've been a better skipper just quietly. I'll tell you what, if I had you as my skipper on Friday night in Armadale, <laughs> hop good like. Making some serious waves up there. You turned that one nicely for me, mate, and I do <laughs> appreciate it.
2: Uh, yeah, look, I'm pretty comfortable at a pub with a beer in hand, watching footy. That's, I think that's where I'm in my element. So these these retail tours are right down my alley. Um, yeah, I, I was I was laughing Sunday night. I'd, speaking of watching the footy at the pub, having a few beers, did that on Sunday afternoon, watching it all. In Cronulla, and then I get home and I was popped up my social media, had a little break from it, and Guru's into me. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, there are numerous things you could have got into me about, and it was all all about Teddy and captaincy and that. I'm like, didn't we sit here last week and, and we were tossing up between Cleary v. Teddy? And I'm like, Cleary beat Teddy by about one point. I'm like, of all the things, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hey, 2022, I'm, Guru. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm impressed you can read, mate. I'm just showing off now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, mate, to, to be honest with you, I ended up going turbo captain this week, um, which probably like squared up for the Harry Grant advantage you had realistically. And, uh, shout out to Kempi for organising the country tours because I was driving back from Armadale and was listening to that game on the radio. And I thought, you know what? I don't get to watch it. I'm driving, I'm on my own. Let's make it a little bit more interesting. So I chucked it on turbo, thankfully. So, if it wasn't for Armadale, I probably wouldn't have done it. To be completely honest with you.
2: Yeah, and look, I know you knocked me off by about a hundred or so places last year, but that's where we differ, mate. You got to take your heart and the situation out of it, and the drive. And I get it, but just got to be impartial to all these different uh, different circumstances.
1: It's all right, mate. I'm paid off. You don't need to move anything on that desk, by the way. And we'll just keep the big boy here. Yeah? <laughs> we're, we're safe as houses. Um, all right, mate. Should we finish off with our Captains and VC options for this week. Yep. Uh, bit of a head fuck. Nathan Cleary plays Thursday night. He's probably the most appealing option to me this week, but we don't love Thursday night captains.
2: Yeah, it's it's funny. I don't love Thursday night captains in tough games. I have been pretty vocal in the past about... I like them in the sense that people get... They tie into this idea of you have to have a VC option every week in case of a loop. I'm like, outside of buy period, I don't know if I uh, initiated the VC loop last season. Don't know yeah. if I did it the season before either. There might yeah. have been a couple here and there. But for that reason, it means a lot of people might not straight see Cleary. Yeah. So it becomes an even better opportunity because you're getting more of it as a pod skipper. So <clears throat> I like Cleary this week for that reason. And also, just because, as I said, I've said a few times during the show, but the Bunnies are so light on in the middles. Penrith are fired up. I think he's a pretty good play. But Thursday night, it
1: just ruins the whole weekend if he scores poorly.
2: I can't enjoy it otherwise.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I'm, uh, I'm really leaning towards going, Cleary. I also think the other thing that you need to have a VC, I mean, if Campiero does another fucking party trick and has more fingers than supercoach points this weekend, your VC's fucked. You can't do it. Hmm. Like, we've got so many cheapy CTWs in our team right now that I definitely think the VC loophole is very overrated. And I mean, realistically, Turbo's not playing this week. Penrith are still sorting themselves out. The Roosters are still sorting themselves out. Who's the guy in this comp that's going to score 150 this weekend that you're going to VC realistically?
2: Yeah, exactly right. What we do have uh, come to mind on the SC Playbook website, the vice-captain loophole calculator, a mm. bit, of, bit of gold. So if Cleary does go and get 140 Thursday night or 120, whatever, and you're tossing up whether or not to loop him, you can punch in the numbers there and it essentially makes your decision for you. Um,
1: so worth checking out if he does go well, regardless. So, yeah. I'm but the only worry is, once again, with the timing, Thursday mm. night, Khan doesn't play until Sunday, 6.15. Mm. So you're, you're not going to know until the end of the round whether it was worth it or not.
2: It's always speculation because you have to punch in what you think your auto-emergency score is going to be. One thing I will say, when you've got blokes like Moali, Pelé, Preston, Katoa, Camp Pereira on your bench, you can pretty well bank in when you slot into, you you type it in, 15 or 20. Yeah. Because one of them is going probably sub-20.
1: And I'd play it safe this week and I'd put a 10 in there. Yeah. Go worst-case scenario and then go off that. Anything else is a bonus. Uh, Yeah, I'm sort of leaning on him. I'll tell you what, mate, the... The hop good thing is more and more appealing. Mm. The only thing I worry about is in the modern game with HIAs and everything. For a guy that does as much work as what he does, it always worries me having the captain on those. And I know it can happen to anyone, but it is much more likely for a guy who's going to put his head where I wouldn't put my fucking foot. Can a bloke with a head like that get concussed though? I feel like it's virtually
2: impossible. Nowadays they can. Yeah. I have no doubt about
1: that. Uh, Mate, the other one that I am kind of considering, I... I'm not convinced on this, but the one that I find appealing in my team, looking at the West Tigers' right mm, edge last yeah. week, was pretty shit defensively. Caelan Ponga, especially if Marshu's playing, if Marshu, and that's I, we won't know it. We probably won't know if Marshu's playing until Saturday, which doesn't really work with Cleary, obviously. KP's very appealing to me as a little pod captain, mate.
2: I thought you gonna say Dewey there initially, who I really like. KP, oh, I, I like them both to be fair. Yeah. yeah. You're a brave man with those head knocks, speaking from experience, yep, mate, he caught run on the weekend, albeit controversial <sighs> with that concussion risk with him you 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 know we know he's going to get a lot of traffic in d
1: Yeah um yes, yeah, that that's all fair and then look i'm i'm it's it's a pod captain, so I'm taking risks on it. I always think with k p scored seventy two I think Chancellor a if it wasn't for fucking. Lachlan Elias and his trisis this week. Charns' tackle would have been tackle of the week to hold KP up over the yeah. line. If he scores that, all of a sudden we're looking at KP going 110. It's so wow.
2: hard not to look at KP and look at the 180 that he could score on any given day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, I I just couldn't take the risk. Yep. You know what? Not only HIA, he's just getting a lot of these seemingly soft tissue injuries that keep cropping up. He had the calf issue early in the pre-season. Uh, look, I wouldn't, but... The appeal is obvious.
1: Yeah, and as you said, uh, Adam Dewey is also a sensational option there. Goal kicking, yeah. he is this side. Newcastle, I think without Adam Elliott, that's going to really hurt them as well. Um, and yeah, I just think Newcastle in general, their middles. I also think David Clemmer, he could run through a fucking barn on mm. Sunday taken on this Newcastle side, I reckon. And I assume they don't get cute with Appy again, so I think they start better, West Tigers. So both very appealing there, those two.
2: Uh, and then to the other one, back to the world, but James Tedesco. The Warriors yeah. were good, but they played a very underwhelming night in New Zealand. They travel over to Sydney this week. The Roosters, who, if that wasn't a wake-up call on the weekend, nothing will. If they were even close to full-strength middles, I would just lock Teddy in. But Lodge gone, Radley maybe gone, Warrior Hargives isn't back. They're pretty light on. So against a Warriors pack that was impressive yeah, last weekend... It's just not going to be a pushover. I don't like it all. Last season, round one, 32 points. Teddy backed it up with 84 in round two. That was against Manly. So I'm leaning towards Teddy. Yeah. Teddy or Cleary.
1: The other three that I think are just worth touching on that are like, obviously, they're similar to your uh, Jermaine Hopkins. They're uh, um, safer guys in the Broncos-Cowboys game between Haas, Carrigan and Cotter. I honestly reckon there could be three. Go- those three guys could all go 75, 80-plus yeah. in that game. Local derby, they'll be up for that one. It's at Suncorp. Good for Super Coach. Had in a try on assist year, ninety five plus. Yep. Yep. So Kane uh,
2: Husse's numbers on the weekend.
1: Oh, <sighs> extraordinary!
2: I think he had.
1: I just keep going back to the number nine, but I think he had nine tackle busts as well. Wow. Yeah, incredible stuff. So plenty of captained options this week. I I think I will probably end up going Cleary. To be honest with you, I think I'll get to uh, Wagga Wagga early. Thursday, Yeah. set myself up and uh, strap in for the show.
2: I'll be watching with Maddie, the Waterboy, who is a diehard bunny, as <sighs> we know. He's got a bunny tattooed to his wrist, so I'm going to be driving Have you seen again. the rooster on his back? Jeez, <laughs> oh, I hope he's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> I hope he is. Uh, so if I'm watching it with him and riding Cleary, I'll be walking in next week with two black eyes. So uh, yeah. I'm pretty transparent with all my players, mate. I'll call it as I'm thinking at the time, and... I don't know at this yeah. point.
1: It's even Dewey appeals to me Sunday afternoon, so
2: I don't know. I I
1: even think that a lot of these decisions will be weather dependent too. Yeah, I'll be taking all those things in consideration. It's so three
2: attackers, you're taking the dry. Like if any game's in the wet, you probably put a line through that. So yeah,
1: yeah, um, and obviously goal kickers in those games too. Like I, I also think the thing with Nath is that you know World Club Challenge, he wasn't overly impressive. He's got 50 Super Coach points, and he got held up over the line again. Yeah. And last week he wasn't over. Like, I thought he did fuck all yesterday and he got 50. Should he have got a tri-assist for that Liam Martin one? Probably not. But it's not clear he's going to get them. Yeah. <laughs> so is Turbo. Yeah. gives a fuck. Yeah. Complain yeah. all you want. That's who he is. Yeah. He gets those points. So it is what it is. Um, We done, mate? We are done, mate. Good effort. Stallion, how good. Looks sensational. I love it. Very uh, this will be mantlepiece mantelpiece next to my big cup at the end of the season. Um, yeah, guys, so the stallion up for grabs. We've got the weekly prizes of the Steedon Beers and Breakevens football and the hat for the top scorer each week. Make sure you're in that code that is somewhere on the screen in this vicinity here. Uh, and make sure you join that, go into that every single week, end of the year, $5,000 from Blue Wealth Property, 5500 if you are an NRL club member, which you all should be. And bloke in a bar, mate, uh, we'll be heading to Wagga Wagga on Friday, 6 p.m., uh, the Riverina Hotel, I believe it is. I actually um, was talking to someone the other day, the Riverina Hotel used to be owned by the great, by the Gurs, like Bernie Gurs and all them. Oh, yeah, so yes. I think it was... Bernie's brother that owned it, so um, it's a great rugby league family there. Bernie played for the Roosters in the seventies, and then was the CEO in the two thousands. So, pretty good knock there. Very smart guy, Bernie. Obviously, been involved with Parramatta and whatnot over the years. But yeah, we cannot wait. And if you are a Supercoach fan, as I'm sure most of you are that are watching this Supercoach show, uh, and you are there on Friday, come and find us. Come and talk about beers and break evens and. Uh, I think we'll have two hats in the uh, in the Skyrocket that we'll be able to flick your way. Mm.
2: Wagga Wagga, the land of many crows, the land of many tins. How good. <laughs> Cannot wait.
1: Good. I think that's on the sign as you go in. Land of many tins. Land of many blokes, how good. All right, guys, uh, thank you for joining us once again. Make sure you join the group. Uh, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, comment, like all the good stuff for us. Make sure you check out SC Playbook this week. Your podcast dropped last night. What sort of topics did you touch on?
2: Podcast last night, mate, just the... Uh we we sort of we tend to take a, a very quick scan over the, the, the team lists uh, from the week, and then we, we save the the deep dive team list for beers and break evens. Well, we talk about, yeah good good yarn about giving a few thoughts to our Maddie Burton, uh, Adam DeRussi's true player ownership stats, which we'll bring up from time to time on here. Well, we took the first the first look at those for the season. There's some just awesome stuff in that. So one of my favourite segments and articles of the season, which we'll be dropping this afternoon uh, on the SC Playbook website. So.
1: Yeah. I was uh, when I was playing my draft game on the weekend and I needed some scores at the back end on Sunday afternoon. Jermaine Osako scored his second try and I was doing cartwheels in the lounge room. I'd post in the group to chat to the boys, how good's this? And as you would expect, no one could give any the fucks. Boys. And I was like, fair. Then I looked at my phone and I got a text from Adam DeRoussey. Congratulations, mate. That should win your draft game this weekend. He does not miss much that. Loves it. Absolutely loves it. That made me so happy. Made me feel really special. So shout (laughs) out to Adam. One of the all-time greats. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us once again on Beers and Break Evans. We'll see you next Wednesday, 3 p.m.